Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to Living the Dream with Curveball, a podcast where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I am joined by special guest, Bracca Gitz. She is a food addiction specialist as well as an author. So we're going to be talking about food addiction as well as her books. Bracca, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me. Why don't you start off by giving everybody a little bit of background about yourself? Okay, well, I'm the author of 39 picture books, and they're unusual because they're they're basically all spiritual books. The, the purpose of my books is to help children's souls to shine. And I'm also the author of a memoir about how I developed and then overcame food addictions. And it's basically, it's the story of how I learned how to nourish my hungry soul. And and that's how I was able to overcome the food addictions. Well, let's talk about how you develop your food addiction. Okay. So I would say that it started as a teenager I wanted to, I, I tried, like, you know, when you stop growing and I just kept eating, then I started gaining weight. So then I started dieting and I saw that that was really effective and great. And so I kept dieting and, but then to, I would fluctuate between binge eating and dieting because you know, I just couldn't keep like not eating so much. So then I would binge eat. So there was nothing. I wasn't eating because I was hungry. At a certain point, I was eating for all the wrong reasons, you know, to lose weight, then then trying to gain weight. And it was like, it just kept going like that. And it got really bad. And basically, my memoir is about how it started to control my whole life. It took over my life. That's what happens with addictions. No matter what the addiction is, it's, it's, it's an obsession. You're doing some type of behavior despite the harmful consequences. Basically, the, in the American Psychiatric Association, the definition of an addiction is the compulsive use of something despite the harmful consequences. So, you just keep doing it, and it's not having a good effect on your life. What kind of foods were you addicted to? Were they certain type of food or just all type of foods? Yeah, good question. Well, <laughs> the kind of foods, it, what I found out most recently, there's a book that just came out recently by Michael Moss. He was an investigative reporter for the New York Times. And this book, it kind of exposes how the food industry purposely makes foods that are addictive. And the standard American diet, the acronym for the standard American diet is 
S-A-D, sad. It really is sad because the standard American diet is over 60 per- 60% all this processed food that's chemically made. It's not natural. And I was shocked to hear this. The CDC, the latest statistics is that over 73% of adults in the United States are overweight or obese. I mean, that is huge. So basically, the kind of foods that are addictive are foods that are designed to be addictive. Like in the big food industry, that's what is made. We, we, a person isn't gonna like eat a whole bag of oranges. It's just not what you do. That food, an orange is made with infinite intelligence and it's, it's designed to be nutritious and delicious while the addictive food is purposely designed in a lab to be delicious, but it's not nutritious. It doesn't give our bodies what they need. So our bodies are always craving more. It doesn't satisfy our bodies and it, it, it actually leads us to addiction. So those are the kind of foods I was overeating. The same foods most people are overeating. It's food that has too much, also like fat and sugary fat and uh, foods with a lot of fat and sugar is not found in nature. That's all man-made processed stuff with way too much like fat and sugar put together, which is not how we're meant to eat. And also it, food, processed food, they take out the fiber, they take out the water and the protein. And, and so the food gets absorbed. It doesn't get absorbed right. It gets absorbed too quickly into the bloodstream. This is why it leads to things like cardiovascular problems, diabetes, all kinds of health issues because it's, it's not designed by infinite intelligence the way our natural foods are. And, and that's the kind of foods I would overeat too. Potato chips or pies or cakes and pop tarts, you know, candy bars, all these things that cookies people would, you know, just eat way too much. It, it never really fills a person up. And it doesn't fill a person physically or spiritually because, because the, the natural foods are actually designed to be delicious, nutritious, and to uplift us spiritually as well. When did you realize during your eating addiction that you had a a problem? Yeah, great, great. When did I realize? After I graduated from Harvard, I went on to medical school. And, and, and And like while I was at Harvard, I'm doing all this research about Food addictions, I didn't call it that then. We, I was focused on anorexia. Why are so many women anorexic? And I'm, I'm being like an expert. I'm uncovering stuff. And yet I'm getting sicker and sicker while I'm doing it. So, you know, as an expert, I was just I, like I had an intellectual understanding, but it wasn't enough to help me get better. So when I got to medical school, it got really bad. And I was doing all kinds of really bizarre behaviors and doing them in secret, which is what people do when they have addictions. They do stuff in secret because they're ashamed of what they're doing. And by then, so I went to visit a psychiatrist 
and I, I, I shared everything, like what I was doing, because it was really, my life had become unmanageable. That's when you know you have an addiction. And I, I said the stuff I was doing, and this psychiatrist said to me, you know, I have a feeling when you go to Israel this summer, I think you're going to find yourself spiritually. I think there's something there that you're looking for, which was really interesting. And that's what happened. I had a six-week break between my first and second year of medical school. I ended up going to Israel, and I came back 10 years later. I, I really, I discovered my heritage there, and I began studying in depth, and I found the nourishment that my my soul was craving. So other than going to Israel, how did you finally overcome your food addiction? I I met a rabbi who... He's no longer alive. Rabbi Weinberg, he taught about the purpose of life, which was what I was searching for. I couldn't believe that we get up every day to go to work, to make money, to buy food, to go to work, to make money, to buy food. What's it all for? And, 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 and I had gotten involved in different religions, searching very much for the wisdom. And that's also why I worked hard to get into Harvard because I was searching for wisdom in life, the ultimate wisdom, and I didn't find it there. And so I, when I got to learn about the ancient mystical wisdom, it taught that, that there are five levels of pleasure and that the purpose of life is to experience the greatest pleasure possible. And what, what is the greatest pleasure possible? It's all the spiritual pleasures the and on the lowest level of pleasure are all it's a pleasure ladder he called it the pleasure ladder it has five rungs on it the lowest level are all the natural physical pleasures in this world and that includes all the natural foods it includes music nature movement you know all these things that bring us joy they not only uplift our bodies they uplift the lowest level of our soul and above that is love and love by this ancient mystical definition isn't dependent on anybody else it's when we focus on the virtues of another so each level is about gratitude each level is about bringing more gratitude into your life the physical level what do we appreciate? What physical, natural things in this world can we appreciate? In when, when we are loving someone, what do we appreciate about another human being? These are things that uplift us. Even a person in prison, a person that's totally alone, and, a, and an addiction is an imprisonment too. We all need connection. We can all, even in prison, a person can bring love into their lives by focusing on the virtue of another. It's all about gratitude. And the next level up is meaning. Doing something meaningful, positive and good in the world brings even greater pleasure. The next level up, the second highest level is creativity. When we put a part of ourselves into the world to make it better. And the, the highest level, the first class pleasure of all is transcendence. When we overcome our limitations, we, we raise the veil 
of of separation and we see how we're all connected we have clarity we see we see the connection each level brings more and more connection and transcendence is the ultimate connection seeing how we're all connected to source and we're all connected to each other so each level fills us with more and more gratitude and it helps our souls to shine so once i became aware of this wisdom then i had like a manual for living like people say life doesn't come with instructions but it really does there is this ancient mystical wisdom that can transform our lives and make our lives so much richer and more joyful what advice would you give somebody who is looking to overcome not only just a food addiction but any type of addiction beautiful beautiful like food addiction it's the most obvious and it's the most widespread of all the addictions but it applies to every addiction let's say a person feels like overeating they 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 can they have to ask themselves this question is it my body that's hungry or my soul because once we've had enough to eat like a normal basic thing and we say i'm still hungry we are hungry but it's not a physical hunger it's a genuine hunger of our soul that needs to have more joy in life more pleasure so the way to overcome any addiction the way to break a bad habit is to bring in more joy the the, the easiest way to break a bad habit and form a good habit is to do it joyfully like they found like it it takes like 400 repetitions to break a bad habit and start a good one but if you do it joyfully if you just repeat the new pattern like 10 20 times you've got it down so joyfully bring more joy into your life let's say you feel like overeating turn on some music start dancing and stretching or open the window feel the breeze feel the sunshine on you go out into nature take a walk or or call call someone and even if you don't get them on the phone if you're feeling lonely leave a message about why you appreciate that person and you will be filled with love you will that emotion that warm feeling will radiate in your body just from appreciating somebody else so we 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 all have the power within us to make our lives more joyful how do we get in touch with with you how do we purchase your books and give us social media links and anything like that contact information Oh thank you the the easiest way is my Amazon author page so if you just look up my name and go on Amazon all my books are in one place they're almost all children's books because when we teach children where engraving on their soul and they have those tools for life so I teach like spiritual wisdom even to the youngest children in a simple joyful way and then My one memoir is about my journey to spirituality and filling my hungry soul. Do you have any final thoughts before we close it out? Thank you. Yeah, I you know I'm going to quote Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon. He said 
everything I have ever done has started small. So if you're feeling, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling estranged from other people, just do one thing that brings more connection to your life. Have gratitude about one thing. All the parts of your body that are working, all the illnesses you don't have, the pandemic taught us all how to be more grateful people. And I learned about you, and I think you're an amazing person doing this podcast. I learned that you um, have blindness, and you have overcome so much, and you've brought gratitude into your life in so many ways and spread it out into the world, helping other people. So I think you're the epitome of this, of an example of, of being grateful for the abilities that we do have and spreading them and using them to the fullest. Well, I definitely appreciate those kind words. And I would like to take this time to thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for all you're doing. Thank and, you. And listeners, please be sure to subscribe, share, review, and rate after listening. And all you Android users, go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast app. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.